You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics. Flames baseball gets an at-large bid to the NCAA Regional in Tennessee. Who better to bring on the show than the man himself? Head coach Scott Jackson joins us next. Now from our studio at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, here's your host, Emily Austin, with Matt Warner and Rhett McGibbon. All right, guys, on a scale of one to shaking in your boots, how nervous were you watching the selection show to see if the Flames would get an at-large bid for the NCAA regional? I started to get pretty nervous because as each of the the brackets or whatever were released, Mm -hmm. the regionals, you're getting later and later. And each one that I saw projections for, like from Baseball American people, I'd be like to my my kids, like this this might be the one. This might some people have us in Vanderbilt. Some people have us going there. This could be the one. And they're like, well, where are they? I'm like, just hold on. And literally it was the last Two teams. Yeah. Finally, their name popped up. It's like, whew, okay, now let's go to work. That feeling just has to be the greatest, most relieving feeling in the world that you're on that side of things. Yeah. We all should have had faith in Knoxville. There's something about the flames in Knoxville right now. It's just like a match made in heaven. Yeah, it is. And um, the flames will see Duke. The a team that they've familiar seen twice, yeah, familiar foe. But you, you know, you have to recognize that the Flames had a lot of success against ACC opponents this year. Duke, not so much, lost two games to them. So does that make you a little nervous going into this first game, Matt? No, we got. I think we got something for Duke. Wow, we got. We got. I think we got something for Duke. You always hear what's the the old cliche in sports? It's hard to beat beat a team three times. Hard to beat a good team three times. That's very like, true. Liberty yeah. did not play great in either of those matchups, and. Midweek games are hard to judge, too, because you're not throwing your best arms necessarily. Right. So you're going to see Trevor Delate game one. I'm excited. It's the Delate show coming to town. There right? you yeah, go. We That's got it. Red, red, yeah. yeah. Hopefully the game doesn't run too delayed. Well, it, it rarely does when he pitches. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. And Matt just mentioned that the Flames not really playing well against Duke this season. Well, head coach Scott Jackson explains why that is in this conversation. Listen up. Joining us once again on the Flame Central podcast is one of our favorite guests, head coach Scott Jackson. Coach, I am sorry that Matt Warner has, you know, harassed you so much that you had to come back on the show, but it is good news. The Flames received an at-large bid to um, play in the NCAA tournament, so that has to be some exciting news. Tell me what that was like for you and your team when you found out you guys made it. Yeah, the... The elation from my end, because you want the players to be rewarded for what they had done. I felt like it was meant to be with those guys coming from the transfer portal and Trey and Cam coming back. And this has to end right, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, and it doesn't end right in Jacksonville because obviously we wanted to win the the conference tournament. So to be in that room with those kids and to just to just and, and I've been saying this, but for me personally, and this is being selfish, but I just want more time with them. Yeah. You know, like that's been my biggest thing is when you have a group of kids like this, all I do is make out the lineup and I clap for them and <laughs> tell them when to bunt and tell yeah. them when to run and and switch pitchers. No, it's it's uh, it's and I say that in jest, but that's really as low maintenance a crew as we've ever had and guys that get it and they know how to prepare and you have leadership on the team and when you're better players are your hardest workers. You just have one of those seasons that um, it's been it's been awesome. Now you guys get Duke. So, so you're in that Knoxville Regional, Tennessee. It was a right state in Duke. Yeah. And you've seen Duke twice already this year. Lost both games to a midweek games. 
and they've been one of the hottest teams in the country. What was it? They were 20 and 20, and now they've won 12 straight. For you, and I know you've been in the tournament a, a number of times, going to a bunch of regionals, would you rather see a team that you've already seen, knowing that they also know you, or would you rather see a team that that you haven't seen, and so they've got to try to figure you out on the other side? I I like the the familiarity of yeah. having Duke. Uh, I think it settles your players in too. It's it, you know, first of all, if you if you'd have asked me uh, forty eight hours ago, hey, if you get in, where would you want to go? Well, first, I'd want to go somewhere where I can drive. Right. I want to go somewhere um, that has turf because that's what we play on. Yeah. That's where we're most comfortable. Uh, and and some you know opponents that I feel like um, our players know they know what to expect. So. We beat Tennessee in the last right. time there was a regional, and now we've got Duke, who we felt like we should have beat down in Durham, um, just didn't play well. And then I'm going to take the seven to nothing loss uh, because we got off the bus from a North Alabama. The interstates closed going through Chattanooga, so I look at James, our bus driver, and we're going north to Nashville, and I'm thinking, what are we? Where are we going? <laughs> and so we get. It's like this nine plus hour bus ride and we get back here at the feels like the crack of dawn yeah. Sunday night and I'm sitting there thinking oh gosh you know we've got this Tuesday at least we're at home yeah but that one's on me and we didn't play well seven nothing and I just remember walking in there and saying don't just just pretend this didn't happen um and so yeah I'm gonna take the seven nothing loss I did good for the most part with our scheduling but I dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about this opportunity in the sense that a lot of people are going to see big names. They're going to see Duke. They're going to see Tennessee. And I think some people that are even more casual college baseball fans sit back and like, wow, this is really tough. But the opportunity for for your group, and I think you have a great chance of going in there and making some serious noise. What is that like for you as a coach, kind of the, the outlook of your program and, and this chance to do well against some big-name schools? Yeah, that's – I mean – Let's just step back. You guys saw that tweet that the schools that have their football team in a bowl yeah, game yeah. and, yeah. and right. the baseball and basketball, there's seven of them. It's Alabama. It's Florida. It's North Carolina, Oklahoma State, Oregon. There's one more. I almost pulled it off. Um, that was really impressive. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't remember. I can't remember the seventh one. I will in a second. It's not coastal. Texas. It's Texas. <laughs> yeah. It's, <not laughs> it's Texas. And then Liberty. So that's like, yeah, like that's what, you know, yeah. what we're trying to do here. And to be able to jump in there, you know, at, the, at this point of the year, I think the coolest thing it does for us is it gets you all that exposure. Um, people continue to see Liberty in a calendar year. They see them in the fall for football. They see them in the winter, you know, for basketball. They see them in the spring for baseball now, and not to mention the other sports here. So I think the thing that I really like about it is it's Liberty on your mind all year long, right. doing really good things, and now here comes you know, training camp and football and, you know, everybody, football's our flagship, you know, that's, that's the sport that if they do well, we all benefit from it. Yeah. And, and the same with basketball and that's not far away. You know, those guys are, uh, they're, they're going to, they're going to be on that, that, that field out there right next to us sweating and getting ready for, yeah. you know, for their season. So it's exciting. Coach, obviously it would be ideal if you guys won the A-Sun championship, but w how can you use it to your advantage, you know, to kind of have that chip in your shoulder um, going into the regional instead of, you know, sometimes you have those teams that are winning and doing really well, and then you go into 
um, postseason play. And it's just, I don't know, you kind of get a little swept off your feet and, and distracted with all that winning. How could this refocus your guys? That's an awesome question because I'm hoping. That's the I, case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I, I really felt like when we, so when we got down there to Jacksonville, the first game, I just, we didn't, I didn't feel like ourselves. Yeah. I, I don't know what it was. Uh, I thought our guys were very emotional. Um, you know, there was some helmets slammed in the dugout and, you know, just looked like there was this frustration because they know, the kids know. We, we had this zero margin for error deal all year long. We had to sweep North Alabama at home. We had to sweep Bellarmine at home. We could not lose to Bellarmine at home in the first, you know, the quarterfinal round. And here we are again in the conference tournament and you're playing an RPI team. That's no slight to Jacksonville. They've, they've had some tough circumstances, but you're playing another RPI team that's, you know, up well into the 200s. And our guys are thinking, okay, we can't lose. Yeah. And I think as that game started to unfold, I – I just kind of was thinking like, guys, th- this just doesn't feel like us. And so I told him that after the game. And I think that will help us, you know, when we get into a regional, like, all right, control your emotions and just continue to stay on an even keel. Because you cannot play – it's not football, yeah, right? You, yeah. can, you can't play this game, you know, just angry and, and emotional. You may want to suggest this to Ian McCall, but is there a way he could get like a timeshare in the Knoxville area for just <laughs> the athletic teams that keep going back there? Because we had softball there, women's basketball went and played yeah. a couple of years back. But going there, have you played there before or been there before? And how much are you looking forward to like that place? It's full capacity, right? Yeah. It's going to be a real crowd. It's going to be rocking. How much does that excite you thinking about that type of environment? It does. It really does. I, I, I hope we get that opportunity to play Tennessee and experience that. It's going to be rowdy. I, I don't know if you saw any of the highlights with them in that Arkansas series, but uh, they had just gone to full capacity and it was, you know, it was, it was, it was rowdy. We were up there in 2019. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we took a midweek trip up there. Um, Tony had just gotten to Tennessee and they had an opening, and you know how I am with scheduling. It will go play anybody, anywhere, and hopefully this an SEC or an ACC team midweek. And so we went up there. Mason Meyer was pitching great, left a changeup up to their third baseman, Lipsius, and he hits a grand slam. Uh, outside of that one pitch, we had, a, we had a really good opportunity to win that game. So it's different year, different players, but there's a lot of players on this roster that went up there in 19, and they know that the game – was decided pretty much on that one pitch. Yeah. Let's go back to the A-Sun Championship in Jacksonville. Three, three conference wins coming into it. You ever seen anything like that before? Like this, the team take off at the right moment? There's, Yeah, I talked to Chris in the practice day. Uh, they practiced right before we did, and we got down there. And those guys are really good friends. And, you know, the, it's just been – I feel like I, I needed to hug every coach in the league because, you know, you, especially those guys down there in the South because we haven't seen them in what yeah. feels like <laughs> yeah, five years, you know. Cause so, But I, I was talking to Chris, and Chris said that they had finally gotten healthy. So the thing that people don't know about Jacksonville is that their center fielder was out for an extended period of time with some injuries. So was their catcher. So when you take two pieces out of the middle of the field that aren't quite right, everybody else is kind of playing where they shouldn't be. Santana can beat anybody, their Friday night starter. He was quarantined, I think, twice during the season. Mm. So never really. So it's just one of those years. Have I seen it before? Yeah, I've seen it before. Um, But I think the circumstances that warranted 
them getting healthy and kind of having all this momentum, I'm not surprised by it. And they have good players. It's just it doesn't look good on paper that a 16-win team won our league. Uh, but if you really start to look into it and break it down, they're pretty good. What do you think is the biggest advantage you all have going into this regional as far as, you know, the bullpen, your starting pitchers? What do you think you're most confident about? Our defense. I've never coached a team defensively that can make big plays and relax our pitchers and give them a chance. I mean, Jake Wilson down there in Jacksonville made yeah. like three catches yeah. that were just stupid. Trey McDyer is is playing in no doubles um, because the tying run is at the plate in in the the Friday night game, the late game that we had to win. And we jam – Fluherty jams the Sequera, their number two hitter, and he just dribbles one down the line, and you're thinking, here we go. You know, here, here comes the conference player yeah. of the years, the next hitter, and Trey makes this incredible play. And I've been saying it. I'm trying not to take it for granted. And I just look at Matt, you know, our pitching coach, and I'm like, how else? How else? That's perfect. You know, the, the last the last play of the yeah. game is in another incredible, you know, defensive play. Yeah, Jake Wilson. I don't know if you saw the senior one word feature that I did on the yeah, guys, that was but great. looking at like some of his plays and catches, I'm like, I don't, Matt. I don't know which ones to choose. Yeah. Like, I there's just <laughs> yeah. so many yeah, that yeah. he's he's made. But so I am putting you on the spot. You did see the feature. Maybe that's why I got your guys so emotional. No, yeah. you're good at that. Slam it. Yeah, you're you're good at that. I, I tell you what, it's been, uh, you know, I, I dread that last day, but it's just been one of those years. I think our team is just so connected that there's so much that goes, you know, that goes with that, that um, that's when that stuff comes out. This season, I feel like has been unique, well, for a lot of reasons, but for you guys specifically, because of some of the changes we've seen throughout the year, how your team has changed. You think with such a veteran team, like you talked about, and in a lot of ways, you know what to expect but you had like a Dylan Cumming break onto the scene and become so impactful that you you would not have seen coming, at least those on the outside. You had Brady Gulikowski, who at yep. one time he was kind of platooning, you know, he's playing here and there, and then all of a sudden he just goes to another level. Like, did you, has this been different? I'm sure in most seasons you have some of this, but do you feel like with those two guys and just the impact that they've made in the late stages of the season, has that been unique or did you see that coming? I knew that they were we knew they were talented enough. The the thing about the thing about a, a baseball season is just the dynamic that goes with you have so much if you don't panic, yeah. you have so much time to be able to just stay with the process of continuing to stay with the process, yeah. you know, make the main thing the main thing and just continue to work. Don't let the fact that you're not getting at bats affect how you show up to the stadium. Don't let the uh, the the last start that you had that was really really bad, or the last outing that you had that was really really bad, Dylan Cumming, uh, yeah. TCU, you know, and so you're sitting there thinking, okay, um, maybe our expectations were too high for Dylan, um, and then you step back and Matt says, no, uh, I mean, you, you, I got to get him in here. He's got to see some of this video and where he's throwing the baseball, and there's no wonder he's getting hit. Dylan is a, a different look. He's a sinker baller. There's not many of those guys around in, in baseball anymore because of what's happening with the analytics and the velocity that you see. So Dylan, he tried to throw hard and got enamored with the velo yeah. um, early 
and wanted to throw hard. Okay, so there's some 92s and some 93s there, but they're being turned around at 95, 97. So that's not a good thing. So, you know, just getting back to who you are, and if you're 88 to 91 and that ball's in the bottom of the zone, and to credit Dylan, he comes up to the office and and says, okay, what do I need to do? I need to get out of my own way here. He trusted Matt, and that's what you saw. We, we, we run him out there against Duke, at Duke, and – he covers us in Mason hand start because yeah. Mason had to come out early. And that was the beginning for him of just, just being able to take off. And, and Brady has been through a lot with that knee injury. He's still not comfortable, comfortable, but he doesn't complain. And he, he probably lies to me and says, I feel great when he doesn't. <laughs> so there's so many things that go into it. And it's just, it's fun. That's the most rewarding thing with coaching is just watching them get what they want. And then you get to use them as examples for the rest of your career. Hey, yeah. you know, Brady Gulagowski didn't play and, it wasn't in there and sat there and watched. And then all of a sudden he's sitting in the five hole and it's been a good year. That was a very therapeutical answer. I feel like coach would be a good like therapist counselor. (laughs) No, you you have to, I'm like, wait, my therapist kind of told me something like this. Like he's talking about at bats, but (laughs) yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like it, it, the kids don't, they don't believe it when they come in. Yeah. I mean, there's so many examples. Trey McDyer didn't even travel the, his freshman year on the first road trip. And then he hits in the two hole and, and then Trey McDyer, I wasn't really, playing him is his at bats weren't good early this year and Josh Haney was yeah. in there and and Will was playing third base at TCU and I was only sending Trey up there against left-handed hitters and then you know he he makes some changes and gets his hands away from his body a little bit I mean so it's, it's just all these little things that they just add up if you'll just believe it and you'll just stick with it yeah mm. one of the big questions we're getting a lot and you know, every time somebody's talking about baseball team they ask me well, what's up with Trey Gibson? What's up with him? Can you yeah. give us an update on, on what, what his status is? No, I'm glad you asked that. So Trey had some soreness in an area that was kind of in the back of his uh, elbow. So just above that bone and maybe just under the tricep that he had never experienced before. Uh, all the structural tests were fine. He just wasn't comfortable. Right. And so obviously Trey Gibson's young. He uh, has a lot of baseball ahead of him. So from our standpoint, hey, Let's shut it down. They put him on a steroid to try to get that, you know, inflammation down. And he has had today would will be his fifth straight day of feeling good and throwing. So we're very optimistic that he's going to be available for the Tennessee regional and he'll throw his bullpen tomorrow. And if that goes well, um, yeah, awesome. it's a good thing. We yeah. we we could use Trey. We, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Goodness. Yeah. Trevor Delate, tell me about him just oh. when he's on the mound. What what's the feeling like in the clubhouse? I know for me as a viewer, I'm thinking, okay, this is a married guy. He just walks. He gets a K. He walks off like it's just business as usual. But what's the feeling like when you know he's starting? What's it like in the clubhouse? Uh, there's uh, there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of energy in in a way that our kids expect to win the game when that guy goes out there. That's how Santana was for Jacksonville. They just play different when he's out there. Same thing. If you have that Friday night guy that settles your team in, the thing I like about Trevor too is it's so many strikes that the defense continues to stay so engaged. I'd like to know the clock on the average time of inning when Trevor Delates out there because not only does he work fast, he throws strikes. People go up there and swing because they see the numbers. He's not going to walk you. And it's just this dynamic that um, we knew it. You know, we knew, hey, that's our Friday night starter going into the season. Uh, but to do this, he's thrown 100 innings. Uh, there's not many of those guys that, that are out there anymore in college baseball. Yeah. And he threw, 
a complete game and we were done in an hour and 57 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, That's like, my kind yeah. of baseball. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know, right? Yeah. Best friend. Yeah. <laughs> so your dog's going to be able to just yeah. stay locked yeah. in for a, a easy 150 or an hour and 57 minutes and not have to worry about getting anx- anxious down there. I'm pretty sure he was the one that had like the one word was old man. Yeah. Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's the neatest kid. I mean, he's just the heart. And, and, and I've said this a thousand times this year, talking to either Nick or, you know, you guys, but it's like he looks like he's sitting on the couch with his feet up eating an apple and just chilling. And he never gets, <laughs> he just never gets, he never, it's a, he's got a wonderful smile. He's got just a, an unbelievable demeanor. And there's so many things that he's probably done with our younger pitchers, just pulling them aside or talking to them. And I'll never know about it. And it's probably going to help us. You know, he's he's going to leave this place better than he found it. And he's going to have helped those kids, you know, two or three years down the road from now. Because they get to sit and watch him pitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like all of you watch. This is, this is, it's not 94. It's 87, 88. And this is, this is how you do it. You, you, you All the things you want, that's what he brings to the table. That's neat. If I had said to you, Trevor DeLate, a Sun pitcher of the year before the season started, would you have been surprised? not based off of what I had seen uh, in the in the preseason and in the fall. Um, Trevor Trevor is, I mean, it's just not the the sexy high spin fastball and the guy that's, you know, 6'4". And, you know, it's just so, you know, you know he can pitch, but at the same time, you, you just have to still go out there and do it. I remember talking to Jim Sloshnagel, the head coach at TCU, on Saturday morning after we played them on Friday. And he said, that kid can pitch for anybody. Um, and when you go into a place like TCU, and yeah. we were in the game. I mean, we, we, we could have easily won the game. And he does that and has that demeanor. I mean, it just stands out when, you know, when you're the other team and you're the other coaches. Like, man, that kid's – he's just got it. Yeah. Yeah. Coach, so you guys plan Friday. It's Monday. Talk us through a little behind the scenes of it's how two, you. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Yeah, that hey, week just oh flies by. <laughs> Get that holiday. Wow. Yeah. I actually had a four day weekend, yeah. not yeah. trying to brag. Good for you. But Good yeah, for you. I'm just like, Matt Warner's <laughs> out of the office. I'm out of here. What's Memorial Day uh, like? vacation enjoyment like because I've never experienced Yeah, I was going to say that's well, probably a new thing. Yeah, that yeah. is something like when I worked in baseball, it's it's awesome because you have great weather when you're working, but then at the same time like you really miss every single holiday weekend yeah. in the summer. Yeah. So I, I feel your pain there, but it's fun. I mean, I like to spend Memorial Day weekend remembering, you know, why we have our freedom. Sure. sure. I yeah. really do. Yeah. Matt yeah. and Red are looking at me like, you're a liar. You were barbecuing, which is not true. <laughs> not true, coach. We spent um, watching the selection show is what we did. Yeah. So we spent, I spent stressing and pacing Good. back and forth. You know with what? That, you know. I didn't because yeah. I knew we were getting she, an at-large so bid. I did. was just, the confidence was just yeah. there. I had you like on the lake with your dog and just enjoying. I was food. actually at a wedding. Okay. You know, not really uh, sure who gets married on a holiday yeah. weekend, but I'm a supportive friend. No. So what, so it is Tuesday, yep. you know, newsflash yes. to me. How do you prepare your team? What does this week look like? These next few days look like before you guys take the field on Friday? Yeah. Well, first of all, I'll back up to yesterday and the selection Thank show. You. Making yeah. me feel better about what day of the week it is. Uh, uh, yes. At the practice after the selection show is one of my favorite moments, you know, in my coaching career, just because of the elation that goes with that. And then there's energy at practice and everything that goes into it. Um, then I think today, you know, you, you start to settle down a little bit and you start to lock in on, on getting, you know, our hitters, their swings. Uh, I don't want us to be on our feet too much. Um, it's a long weekend down there in Jacksonville. 
So at this time of year, you're really trying to manage. These are the things that are important to me. Are pitchers getting their throwing in and getting their stuff done in the weight room from a recovery standpoint? Our position players, especially those eight guys that are playing every – I mean, Gray Betts, that's a whole other subject. Yeah. That kid's been incredible for us uh, just catching every pitch. So how do we keep them fresh, still get them their reps, and then spend some time together on the, te- on the field as a team? Mm-hmm. doesn't have to be a lot, but we need to do our defensive stuff together as a team and not be out there long. So, And then our position players have to lift. So those are the things that are fresh on my mind. We we also need to throw live to some hitters. Like Brandon Roars looked really good. Garrett Wilkinson came off the bench and got a knock down there at Jacksonville. Uh, Drew Bachman's hand is starting to heal up a little bit. Josh Haney, you know, the guys that aren't in that lineup every day, but they're one, you know, one foul tip or one, you know, one hamstring yeah. away from, you know, being able. And then, and then the hydration part is huge this time of year for our players to, I mean, all it takes is somebody that, you know, gets behind with their hydration and, and starts to run down the line and pull the hamstring and then we don't have them. So those are, those are my important things. Last thing for me, when you go into the postseason and you just experienced it in the ASUN tournament, but now to kind of another level, how do you manage differently? Is there a, a more of a sense of urgency? Is there a change at all? I know a lot of people, oh, hey, we just do what we do. But, I mean, the leash may be a little shorter for guys. Like, how do you maybe look at a game differently in situations like this than you would a month ago in a midweek game or, or a Saturday afternoon game? Sure, yeah, that's a good question. I've always thought that if you start to do things differently in the postseason, like – I'm not going to bunt early in the game yeah. I, unless it's just an obvious situation at the bottom of our order or like Jake Wilson can move two runners in that situation with first and second, nobody out. And I really feel like our chances to score are good. So I feel like your team and your kids maybe think like, what are we doing? We haven't done this yeah. all year long. Why are we doing it now in the biggest moments in the biggest stage? So I think that's the most important thing for me as a coach is that my body language, my decisions, how I carry myself, they match exactly what has gotten us to a 39 and whatever rec- 39 14 record. Uh, and then the pitching thing as well. You can't get to this point and then panic and yank somebody in a moment like I ain't taking Trevor to laid out right I mean he's he's that dude's, <laughs> yeah. that dude's yeah. leash is from here to Maine I mean you know, it's, <laughs> and he's and he's earned that right. um you know it, so and the same you know and, and if and if Gibby gets out there you know he, he's gonna have to be really honest with us about how he feels um you know I, I want our program to go to a super regional but I care more about Trey Gibson's health and his future so there's going to be some things that are in play I think if he gets a chance to start and you know, and then you've got, you know, Mason Meyer, who's, you know, gave us one of those vintage Mason Meyer, you know, late in the postseason, late in the year postseason type start. So um, there's going to be some things that uh, I think we we get this depth now back uh, on the pitching staff. Not that we didn't have any to begin with. Yeah. We, we got even more now. It's It's going to be fun. And we'll look at their hitters and match some things up and see, you know, what the best scenarios are for us. I know you have some pretty big experience in these moments in the postseason, but you can be real with us, you know, because we are sharing our feelings and emotions here on the Flame Central podcast. Right? Are you nervous? Do you still have those nerves leading into big games like this? I want to tell your players. Leading into it? Yes. But in the moment, no. Once the game starts? Really? Oh, yeah. Like once the game starts, I just... Oh, great. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in my comfort zone here. Um, I do not get nervous during the game. Mm. I will be honest and say I have been out of bed at some times that are a little bit on the ridiculous side. Uh, the Bellerman deal, that was 
awful. It was it was excruciating for me uh, just because they had beaten or they had beaten us once up there. Yeah, and then you remember the games here, and for for some reason teams just match up better with mm-hmm. other teams, and so for the other four team, other three teams, other two teams, excuse me, in our division. I'd have rather played North Alabama. I would have rather played Kennesaw. I would have rather played Lipscomb. Yeah. But yeah, I I I don't know. I guess maybe I can I can hide it. Um, I try not to show it. But the anxiety for me, I don't really think it's nervousness. It's it's just this. I, I'm just ready for the game to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I just want the game to start because that's where I'm most comfortable. Well, we're excited about it starting too. And best of luck, safe travels to Tennessee. We're hoping that you guys come home successful and uh thank you so much for joining us once again thank you guys appreciate it such a great conversation as usual with scott jackson guys i am going to be pretty emotional when it's the last game for these seniors too but like i mentioned to coach i think that this loss of in the a sun championship is going to fuel their fire going into the ncaa regional i hope that that's the case yeah i think some teams just play better a little bit as underdogs you know like think about how liberty played in a lot of those acc games in the midweek where, you know, people didn't expect them to win maybe or, or, oh, can you beat North Carolina? You know, all this, you know, they've been so good over the years. And I think Liberty thrives off of that more so maybe than being the hunted, than being the favorite as we saw in the A-Sun tournament. And going off what Coach was saying too, I think this will allow them to take a breath now. You don't yeah. have to worry yeah. so much about like, oh, if we drop one bad game, are we not going to get an at-large bid? Or if we have to win the A-Sun to be able to get there. Now they can just, all right, we made it. Obviously, the work has still just kind of started, but you have a sense of relief. You can get relaxed, have a little bit more fun. He says this is a group that, you know, they when they get tense, it's not as great. You know, guys slamming helmets maybe because it's just the pressure is so high. You've had this goal all year long, and you desperately want to get there. Well, you're there now. So take a breath. Enjoy the ride. You've got a great opportunity here to do something special. Well, and to that point, like, Scott Jackson has talked so much about, man, I'm cherishing every day I have with this group. Well, these players are probably doing the same thing. They're thinking, man, this is our only time, our last time together. And all season, they're like, we can't blow this, right? We have to make it to a regional. We have to have that that ending and, and that result we want for this group. And like you said, now you got it. You can say, okay, let's let's soak this in a little bit. Let's go out and play our best baseball. And and I do think one thing he mentioned that I think is is hugely underrated is playing on the turf there yeah. because yeah. they made some uncharacteristic errors in Jacksonville uh, off the turf. And so I think that's going to be huge for them because we know they're one of the best defensive clubs in the country. Yeah. yeah, so you think that this team will be a little bit more relaxed. And at the end of the day, guys, Scott Jackson did such a great job with scheduling this season. Right. So the the guys have beat some really, really good teams. The confidence is there. So I think now that the nerves maybe won't be as high and the pressure as high, maybe they'll be able to relax a little bit. Um, moving on Switching gears to the yeah. links. Um, men's golf was at regional. I'm sorry, nationals in Arizona. You know, this was a little bit of a concern at, at the beginning because the courses out there in Arizona are just completely different. They're much more difficult um, in terms of what the Flames are used to playing. Day one was not ideal. Um, you know, you got Kieran Vincent. He's what ranked 21 in the nation. Shot at seven over yeah. day, day one. Um, 
you know, Jonathan Yon didn't play well as um, as well for the Flames. So it wasn't a great start. I think that there was just a little bit, maybe those nerves were there for them, but um, still a great season overall. But we didn't get to see as much success on the course out there for them. Yeah, I think the one thing you can take away and that you like is how you don't usually use this phrase a lot in golf, but they battled, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, that's true. That, that third day, they made a run. They got within shouting distance of that cut line a couple of times yeah. and made it interesting. I know I was kind of following on Twitter here and there and be like, oh, whoa, maybe, okay, they're, they're, they've still got a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're glad they finished on a really good round. I feel like if it had gone the reverse and they had been in a position to move on and then they had that difficult round, that would sting a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, still a really good year. It's the best in program right, history. Right. Yeah. And you you kind of come to expect this as as a standard now for the program. They've mm-hmm. they've built themselves into a point where you expect them to make it, and now you're just waiting for that kind of get over the hump. We thought this might be the year. Um, they they made a good run at it, but you know couldn't quite get it done. Yeah, and Kieran Vincent. So sad to see him move on. You know that's the thing. He's going to be graduating now, and so he's a he's a guy that he had a great run here, and you know obviously it was banged up with injuries and whatnot. But just to see him battle through all that, have a great senior season i think you know that's something you can you can smile about even though obviously we'd like to see them still playing into this week unfortunately not and i think day one like you said kind of set the tone for their three days but you know kieran's gonna be sad to see him move on he's a great personality i think even more than just who he is on the on the links and his ability to produce it's just who he is off of and just talking to him he's hilarious he keeps you laughing always a a great sound bite so best of luck to him in the future yeah i'm really excited to continue following him as he continues to you know play pro and and make a career out of this hopefully so he he really is a, a neat guy but you know another team that is heading to nationals you have a couple athletes in outdoor track and field Felix Candy Kyle Mitchell and um, Chelsea Chelsea Igbarasi are going to nationals in Eugene Oregon first of all I'm just so pumped for them I'm not sure when they're heading there I think it's in a couple days but I want to go it's like the it's it's track and field heaven out there at Oregon what is so special like about this place. Have you been there? Oh, yeah. Well, first I know of it's all, green. that's where it's Steve Oregon. Prefontaine, which is like America's greatest, most well-known. You guys know Steve Prefontaine? Yep. That's a lie. Um, he, that's where he yeah. ran. And, you know, there's like Pre's Rock and Pre's Trails. It's just such a cool place. I mean, that's obviously where Nike was founded. So all the gear, the track is brand new. I've seen the I'm facility. Pretty, it looks incredible. I'm pretty sure it... it just opened um, like within the last year or two because when I went out there probably a year ago they were still like building it but this track I'm telling you right now it is I, I think they're going to host the Olympic pre-trials or something yeah, yeah. there okay, it's, wow. it's just amazing in terms cool. of like top-notch track and field but really cool to see three flames um, make it out there in the, in the east preliminary in Jacksonville this past weekend um, Felix Candy got his second bid or his second uh, time that he'll be going to nationals in the steeplechase. And I think that looks like the most fun event. Like I do. If you watch it, doesn't it look Define like fun? fun. <laughs> well, it's just, it has some variety to it. Right. It's not like, you know, for a guy that's not a track guy, and I think Matt would agree with us too. We're not really You're not a track, track guy. enthusiast. Yeah, I yeah, that, yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, it's just like watching somebody run or like, you know, the 100 
the hundreds fun to watch too. But the fact that you have to like leap over something, there's water involved. It acts <laughs> a little bit like if and, you were to take something from like American Gladiators, yeah, that make it a track. Has a little right? obstacle you've got a, you've course got a, to it. Someone's firing like Nerf arrows at oh, you along the way. And that was such stuff. a great show, you know, wasn't it? Oh my, oh my goodness, yeah. it's like, got to be on YouTube, right? You, I need to find. Yeah, it. Like, or you know, Hulu should bring that out yeah. or something like that, and just have like the series. I, th- I I'm smelling a feature. We should. Here. Has oh. there been any Liberty ties be, to American Gladiators? We can get we y'all's no, kids a, out here. You know, between the two yeah. of your kids, that's what, 12? You know, yeah. having 12 Nerf it's guns a, being yeah. shot all, I I, I can. That yeah. happens Unless, unless you have home. another kid on the re- <laughs> yeah. way, right? I wouldn't be surprised. And then you have um, Chelsea Igbarasi going in the, I know that Kyle Mitchell discus, made it yeah. in yeah. The, yeah. the shot put. So, um, just really neat for all of them. Yeah, Igbrasi and the disc, Discus. So excited to watch them. June 6th, they will be going up there to Nationals, to Oregon. So safe travels to them. Just really cool to see the track program continue to grow and them getting that opportunity up in Nationals. We're coming down to the end of the line, guys. I know, that crazy? You realize that? Like yeah. this sports season is Super, barely hanging on. Super Not spring much less. Is, is, Super spring winding down. Yeah. I know. So we'll be Super into, spring into the, into the super summer. Right, in the full continue. summer. And a lot of people have asked, like, how are you guys going to have a podcast all summer long? What are you going to do? So, no. Well, Emily may not. <laughs> I don't even know if she'll be here this summer. But yeah, we're going to kind of continue. And we would love, again, and we've mentioned this before, to hear from you guys. If there's someone that you want to hear from, let us know. We we would love to to kind of get your take on who you want would like to have on as a guest. Uh, feel free to hit us up. We would we would love to kind of. Do we have an email address still? We do. We do have an email address. It is flamescentral at liberty.edu. There you go. So email us flamescentral at liberty.edu. Who do you want to hear from? Maybe it's people here on campus. Maybe it's Liberty people around the country. We can do some things uh, along, you know, with phoning people yeah. in and stuff as well. So Also, post Omaha, I say we bring in all five seniors and just have if like they're a around, podcast That would party. be fun to bring in some of those guys. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll be back to normal next week on Monday. Be sure to check us out then. Until then, have a great week. Go Flames.